This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Let's open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. Dylan, where are you? Melinda, we got to tell him again. I need his cheers. Mark chapter 5. Dave, I think they'll get to come on Saturday because that's when they have fun, you said. It's going to be a fun day on Saturday. And the title of this message tonight, and we're going to be looking at verse 25 to 34, Mark 5, 25 to 34, but the title of the message is this. God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And what that means is simply this. God has no favorites, but he always honors and rewards faith. He always honors and rewards faith. And, you know, I'm not bragging on us. I'm bragging on Jesus at his word that we believe God at our church. From the money that comes in, we gave it to Dr. Barclay's. Thing a while back, we, we, we saw a lot of missionaries. We, we support Dr. Barclay, Tony Cook, and traveling ministers and other people to help them get the gospel. But a while back, Dr. Barclay had emergency in his airplane, and so we reached into our emergency account, our funds, and we sold money to Dr. Barclay. And that's called faith. And so this church does on a, on a corporate level what we do on individual levels, and that's why God shows up in big, in, in big time things. And, you know, I think about you know, no respecter of persons, but he is respecter of faith, that what you sow is what you reap. What a church sows is what a church reaps. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shake together, running over. Well, I think the little little bit we sow to help get an airplane repaired is a whole lot less than what we just got back. Good measure, pressed down, shake together, running over. And the things that we're talking about tonight is about you as a person, as a family, these principles we teach from the Word of God, they work for you. The Lord said this this way to me one time, the Word always works if you work the Word. The Word always works if you work the Word. And so, and so God always rewards faith, and we're talking about Bible faith. And let me tell you what Bible faith is not. Bible faith is not just being a positive person. I had stage 4 blood cancer, had a very serious heart attack, and being positive would not have got me a 100% cleared heal report. But Bible faith did. And so what I'm telling you is this, you can't just cross your fingers and make a wish, you know, fight somebody over the chicken bone so we can make a wish. You know, that kind of faith, that's not faith in the Bible, that's just you hoping. That's just you just... Just, just, just thinking something good's going to happen if I'm just positive. No, that doesn't get the job done. It's Bible faith. And so we're going to look at this story of the Bible tonight. I'm going to look at, 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 at three principles and then the answer out of it. Three, three, three faith principles, that is. And if you'll do what this lady did, you can get what she got. I want to say it again. If you do what she did, you can get what she got. And so I'm going to start off with in verse 20, 25 says that a certain woman, and let, let me help you some Bible studies about something to understand. When Jesus says a certain woman, it talks about a person, 
He's given a real life story. That's like, you know, you get these, I, I don't know if they still do magazines or not. They used to have stories called true stories, true romance, true detective, true this. And it was real stories they had written out about real people. But then sometimes the Bible says, and Jesus told them a parable. Well, a parable is a make-believe story. Help you understand spiritual truths. But when he says, a certain woman, that means he could be looking at our congregation tonight. He could look back there. And he could see Melinda or Alexis or Pam or, or Leanne or one of the women. And he could say, there's a certain woman at High Desert Word Center. And here's what happened in her life. And so, you know, I think for me, it always helps me when I read the Bible to stop and realize these people were real people just like me. They lived in a different time period. They lived on the other side of the world, but they still lived in flesh and blood bodies. They had parents. They had children, brothers, sisters. They did things just like us. And so they hurt like us. They laughed like us. They were real people. And so as we read this story, I want you to be able to stop and think about your life or other people, how you can identify this lady. A certain woman which had issue of blood 12 years. And what that means, just real simply, I don't know what they call things now, but when I was younger, they used to call say a woman had female troubles. That means she had things going on that you didn't talk about, but she had problems. As a matter of fact, I had a woman in my church back in Indiana that had the issue of blood. And it went on for a long, long time, and it was very, 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 very miserable to her in that condition. But this woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. Could you imagine... Being sick with something that wasn't killing you, but the unpleasantness of it, and she couldn't just run down to Rite Aid or somewhere and get help or Walmart. She had to just, whatever they did, I don't know, but that had to be pretty rough, didn't it? And so since she had this for 12 years, as she suffered many things of many physicians, she spent all that she had, and she's nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And so for 12 years, she went from doctor to doctor, and she didn't even have an internet to surf. Amen. She didn't have these modern medical buildings. I don't know how you go from doctor to doctor over in ancient, ancient Jerusalem, over in Israel. I don't know how they did that, but she did that for 12 years. And then she kept getting worse. It's run out of money. And you know, today, I know that it'd be on Facebook and whatever wine sites they got and whining. Don't go to this doctor. He's a crook. He's a fake. He can't help you. Well, that's what this one was, but all these other people got help, just you didn't. And then next week, well, I'm going to this doctor, he's the greatest. And then you slap him on Facebook next week. Well, he's no good, he's a rat, he didn't help me either. Can you imagine what that would be like today, somebody just all the time going through this problem, and blame, what, just wanting to blame people and fight all the time? And then she went broke. No money. And so, let me ask you this. Would you say that was a real problem that a real person had? And, you know, I always want to bring this home to us. <clears throat> if you're perchance at this time going through something, and it may not be a health thing, it's a crisis. And you've been going through it and going through it and going through it. And you're hoping and praying and faithing and praying. And all you know to do, you're going to everybody you can to get help. And everybody tells you about the wonder drug or the or this person, the man, this is a great lawyer. This lawyer gets you through this thing. Because sometimes it's legal things. There's things you're going through, and you're spending your money, and you think, boy, this is it this time. And then it doesn't come through, 
So you find some more money, you pull money out, you sacrifice more, and you spend more money. And every time you do that, it's working for everybody but you. Amen. Well, I want to get down to the end of the story here, and then we'll come back and, and, and look at it. Look at verse 34. After all these horrible, horrible years she had, sicker, then she started off, bankrupt by now. And then Jesus said unto her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. And so that's the end of the story. That's how her life ended up. And Jesus said her faith made her whole. Go home. You're healed. Doctors couldn't do it. Money couldn't buy it. But Jesus did it. After your life, you know, it might be time that you get out of the world and get in the Word. It might be time to take your eyes off the Internet. I want to say it again. It might be time to say no to Google and yes to God. Change G's. Hey, I'll tell you what, you might think Google knows it all. But all it takes from God is one little thump. That Google goes silent. God never will go silent on you. Amen? Anyway, the Bible teaches God is no respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of faith. So just know this. There's three things that Jesus is looking at in your life. And we're going to see this in this lady. Number one, Jesus looks at your heart. How is your heart towards Jesus? Do you have a clean heart and an honest heart? Do you love Jesus not only with your heart? But with your words, he looks at your heart, your words, and to me, one of the most important things, he looks at your actions. You know, there's so many things that we could say. You know, you could say, well, I believe in tithing. Well, Jesus looks at it. Are you tithing? You say, well, I believe in church. Well, he looks at it. Are you going to church regularly? Say, well, I believe in helping out the church. Do you help in the church? You know, Jesus looks at your heart. Your words and your actions. So we're going to see how that pans out in this lady's life. And I want to say this. Jesus said, your faith made you whole. And so if her faith could make her whole, then my faith and your faith could make us whole. Or give us whatever else that the Bible promises belongs to us. I want to say that again. Your faith cannot work beyond the word of God. But if it's in the Word of God, your faith can get it. Amen. Matter of fact, years ago, on one of the Bible verses, the Lord said to me this way. He said, that's not just a promise. He said, that's a Bible fact. If he says, by his stripes you were healed, that's not a promise of something I'm going to get. I'm healed. If he said, I'll save you and save your house, that means he wants your whole family saved, but you got a part to play. Quit acting like a heathen six days a week and go to church on Sunday to go back like a heathen six more days and think they're going to follow you. They're not going to follow you just to get miserable on Sunday because they squirm. Hey Amen. They do enough squirming all week long not to come to church and feel guilty. So if you live it right, they'll follow you in. Amen. I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting. Okay, so I want to, I want to go through this now. If you want to mark, mark some points down... Uh, I'm going to put four points down, one, two, three, and four. And so the same faith to receive healing 
is how faith works in every area of life. And so I want you to look at point number one in verse 27. We already know that she'd been sick for 12 years. Nothing better, only worse. And that she's broke. And so verse 27 this says, when she had heard of Jesus. She heard. And so point number one, write down she heard. And then hold your place and look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And I'm talking about Bible faith, not just being a positive-minded person, but Bible faith. I'm not talking about, ain't that church so lucky? They're so lucky. They got all those things they paid for. But ain't they lucky? No, we're not a lucky church. Amen. Luck has nothing to do with it. Amen. Wasn't Tony and Sonia so lucky? Look what happened to them. Those people are lucky. They have good luck. No, they don't have any luck. I mean, you know what? Luck comes to the devil. And he majors on bad luck. Sometimes, to deceive a Christian, he will back the pressure off long enough to get them deeper in sin. Like a catfish. I don't know anything about fishing, man. You put a big old chicken liver or a wad of night crawlers on a hook and throw it out there. Big old dumb catfish comes swimming apart. Like, oh, at least this is my lucky day. They're supper. One bite and the hook pulls him in. Christians start backing off of serving God because of something going on. And say, ain't I lucky? Ain't I lucky? Well, the devil just backs it off, just makes you think, this is so good, this is so good. And then once you're in there and you got the big bite on it, you've really swallowed what he's got you into, he reels you in then. Amen. So we're not lucky. We are blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Because Jesus is my Lord. I believe him. I serve him. I obey him. And he blesses me. How about the air high five or something, man? Look over somebody or something, man. Just act like it. So, so she heard of Jesus. And I'll just say this. How many doctors has she heard of in 12 years? How many people has she listened to for 12 years? And so she changed her source of information. Verse 17, Romans 10. So then faith cometh by hearing she heard, faith cometh by hearing, she heard, hearing and hearing by the word of God, hearing by the word of God. And so you must feed your spirit on the good news and she shut off everything that's contrary to the bad news. Amen. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, you know, I just, man, I'm going to knock on this social media and knock on it until I go to heaven, probably as long as I see it killing people. As long as I see marriages get destroyed, lives been destroyed by social media, I'm going to hit it and hit it and hit it. Just stop to think about this. And if I point a finger out there, I got four pointing back this way. How many hours of our life have been wasted? Look at that stupid stuff. And think that we're going to see something different today. And now the more sophisticated the devil makes those people do the control of that stuff, the more you get blasted. All I have to do is go online to find a part for my tractor or my car, 
And then I go on YouTube, every add-on there's about that part. I go on Facebook, every add-on there's about that kind of thing. What was it I got a few weeks ago? I was looking to repair something. I forget what it was. Now all of a sudden, and I'm learning how to delete that stuff now, so I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. Those people are reading your mail. And you know, I know that Mrs. Pastor does a lot of sewing and stuff like that, and and I was looking at her phone for something for her the other day, and I noticed on her YouTube, every ad coming through there was on sewing. And I thought, that's strange. Every ad comes through mine's on mechanics. You'd think we get the same ads. Those people out there are wanting to steal not only your money, but your time. That's good preaching. And this woman, she, I want to say it again. Jesus said, your faith made you whole. And so we're seeing what she did to have faith to make her whole. Number one, she's out of money and she quit running to doctors. So then what happened? She heard of Jesus and faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so whatever it is you're facing in life, if you're having marriage trouble, if you're having trouble with your teenagers, if you're in a job search, it might be time to do a Bible search. Find out what Jesus says about jobs. Find out what Jesus says about training up your children the way he wants you to. Find out what Jesus says about getting out of debt. You know, I think about Proverbs 10, 10 22 is such a great verse. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and no sorrow with it. And I know that last year when the pandemic started, there's a whole lot of money offered to businesses and churches. <clears throat> now all of a sudden we find out from the church lawyers that a lot of that money was offered, their strings attached. Because you owe the United States government money, we're going to tell you a bit about what you can preach now. Because you owe us. Praise God we didn't take any of that money. You know, I'm not knocking any churches or ministries that did. People do where their faiths at what they do. But the church... The government did not give us money for our units. We said, Jesus, we're looking to you for this, these new units, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm telling you, whatever it is you're facing in life, change your source of information. Quit looking to everybody else to do what only God could do for you. Only God could do the miracles that last. Amen? Amen. And so this woman heard of Jesus. And so... Research the Bible, find verses that cover your situation, and then every day read those verses and say them out loud. Now, point number two, because we have to kind of move on these nighttime things. Point number two, I want you to look at verse 28, keeping in mind, keeping in mind that Jesus said, lady, your faith made you whole. Verse 28 says that she said, for she said, and that applied Bible says, she kept saying, she kept saying, faith is released and the process starts by the words you speak. Faith is released and the process starts by the words that you speak. Hold your place and we'll look at Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three. I want to keep driving the point home. Jesus said that her faith is what made her whole. 
Jesus is no respecter of persons. Jesus has no favorite sons, has no favorite daughters, has no favorite children. But Jesus does honor faith. Verse 23, Mark 11, Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, it says, For she said, she said, I shall be whole. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that mountain represents crises or impossible situations in your life. Would you say after 12 years, that woman felt hopeless and impossible? No more money? No more doctors? It says, who shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Faith is of the heart, not the head. You know, I, I, I hope that all of you know this by now. There's a difference between your thought process and your heart. When you get born again, you don't say, Jesus, come into my head. You say, Jesus, come into my heart. Romans chapter 10 says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. It doesn't say, if you'll believe with your head, it says you believe with your heart. And so he says here, you speak to the mountain, do not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, now there's a say it again, you say and you saith, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. That's a very, very, very key, key ingredient to faith that anything in life you're going to receive from God your mouth and your heart have to work together. To get born again, I want to say it again, you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You died for my sins. Come into my heart, Jesus, and be my Savior. Amen? That's how it works. And so go back to Mark, Mark chapter 5 now. I want you to see this again. She said, verse 28, If I may touch but his clothes, she said, I shall be whole. I want you to notice what she didn't say. What happened for Chuck? I hope something good happens to me. What happened for Leanne? I hope something, I hope I get a blessing today. Hope is not going to get it. This woman said, if I get close enough to Jesus, cause I've heard, what did she hear? Everywhere Jesus went, people were getting healed. Blind people were getting healed, deaf people getting healed, crippled people walking, people raised from the dead. As she knew, I went to all these doctors, and I've had it. I'm not listening anymore. But don't tell me about any more doctors. I've tried them all. Don't try. Don't try to give me more payday loans. I don't need more payday loans. Payday's not coming. But I heard of Jesus, and then Jesus was coming through her city, and the crowd was drawn and close. And this woman, something you got to understand, the faith that took on her to do anything to get close to Jesus. Number one, in the Middle East, back then, like now, a lot of places, she was a woman, so she was a secondary citizen. She wasn't allowed to mix with the men in public. Number two, because she had a bleeding problem, that under the Old Testament Jewish law, that's the same thing as a leper. They thought she was contagious. So a woman that had an issue of blood could get stoned to death just for being outside. So for her to say, if I could get close enough to him to go through a crowd, 
they could kill her. She's a woman. She's bleeding. So that took faith. And so I said that to say this. There's so many Christians I've talked to going through crisis. Well, pastor, you don't understand what I have to do to do this, but. You know what? That's called faith. When you erase the butts and say, when I get there and I touch him, I will be healed. For she said, Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty three, you'll have whatsoever you saith. She heard that Jesus was the healer and is no respecter of persons. As she said, then I got to get to Jesus then, because I get to Jesus, I'm not hoping and praying. When I get to Jesus, I will get healed. Amen. you got to get a hold of this. It works this way. It really works this way. Faith comes by hearing, and then you got to be speaking your faith. And then point number three. Point number three, look at the last part of the verse. It says this, she came in the press, or she came in the crowd behind and touched his garment. This, she came behind and touched his garment. And so, she put some action to her faith. She heard it, she talked it, and then she did it. Hold your place, look at James one twenty two. And I've been preaching this for 40 years, and the people that I've got to listen to these simple truths and act on them, put them into practice, is miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle in marriages. Amen. You know, I, I just think of some of the miracle marriages we have in the church right here of people that, well, actually, what, one of them was all the way divorced for a couple of years. Irma, how long were you guys divorced? Three years? They'd been married for years, divorced for three years, and then they heard these things, put these into practice, marriage restored. They got another couple sitting back here. I mean, every year, Every year, you just count on it. Every year, you guys went through your stupid stuff. They got here, got under the Word of God. They began to put this into practice. And now, they're together. They're happy. I think they've had two kids since then. <laughs> Amen. And so what I'm telling you is this. This isn't just for health. It is for health. But these principles work in every area of life. And so, James one twenty two. But be you doers of the Word. And not here is only deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own selves. If you hear this, if you sit in a church like this or any church, and you hear the Bible taught on any subject that you're hurting in, and you never do what it says to do, it's not going to work for you. And then you know what you're going to do? You're going to go around rebuking the devil. You might as well go look in the mirror because the enemy is you. That's called self-deception. You know, tithing such a good example. You go around rebuking the devil off your money, and the enemy's you because you don't tithe. Bible says, break it in, and God says, I'll bless you. He says, you do your part, I do my part. And so all these different things here we're talking about, it all starts with hearing the Word of God, speaking the Word of God, and then be doers of the Word and not hearers only. There comes a point in time like those say it is, you got to put on your big boy pants. You got to bite the bullet, and you got to say, "Okay," and it might be love and forgiveness. 
You might be the boss and you might be mean to the employees, or you might be the employee, you might have a mean boss. Well, if you're a Christian, employee or boss, there has to come a point in time where you get over it. And you just make that decision like I used to have to make when I was a truck driver for a lot of years. I finally, I finally had, to decide, had to decide that my boss is my case. I'm here on assignment. I work for him, but I'm accountable for his soul. And so no matter how bad he treats me, no matter how he acts like everybody else is a favor except me, treat, treat, treats me like a stepchild, that I'm going to love him, I'm going to have a way to bless him, I'm going to do right, because I'm a Christian, and I'm going to be a doer of the word. I read the Bible, love never fails, faith works by love, and so I've got to love this boss in spite of how he's going to treat me. And that's what I'm telling you, that's how you have to do You have to suck it up, and whatever it is you're in, you've got to start being a doer of the word. And so then we'll finish up point number four, verse 29. Point number four, verse 29. It says, after she touched his clothes, at straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed. She was healed of that plague. She was healed of that disease. And so follow these faith principles and your faith will make you whole spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, Socially, whatever it is, number one, quit listening to garbage. Find out what God says. Number two, quit talking garbage. Say what the Word says. Number three, quit acting stupid and obey the Word. Number four, Jesus will say, your faith, Alexis, got you that job you've been seeking. He got the one you've been going for. He did it. And whatever else it is, Works in every area of life. God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith, Bible faith. Amen. Pastor Dave. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.